really don't have to be a designer to design things that look really nice. Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. Hey, how's it going? You know, I have been designing for a really long time. Even before I went to school for advertising, I was still um, designing and doing some marketing materials before then. And if it's one thing I have learned is that you really don't have to be a designer to design things that look really nice. And especially in today's age where we have tools like canva.com, which we totally love, um, anybody can make things that look really nice. Like I'm really amazed by some of the things that people do. But there are a couple of rules that you should follow and a few guidelines that will really help you out if you are a non-designer and want to design things that look professional for your business. Number one, make your logo as big as it possibly can be. Take it all the way to the edge. Okay, so we're not going <laughs> to listen to Sean. <laughs> no, I really want I thought about doing this, uh, a video about this by myself. And I thought, you know, I really should have Sean here because Sean is not a designer. Um, but Sean does design some things for Mouse Your Time and he does design some things for clients of ours. So it's kind of nice to get his perspective. And as for the logo being bigger, we do have another video about that because that is a client request that everybody wants to make is to make their logo the biggest thing ever, which it absolutely should not be Sean Mathis. What's funny is if you go to Miles Your Time and look at anything that's designed, try to pick out ones that look pretty good and then ones that look a lot better. Uh, the lot better, chances are, it was designed by Tori. And the one that is like, ah, it's, it's all right. It was probably me. Well, though, that's good that you've kind of, you, you've gotten a lot more confidence that you have been designing a lot more things. Well, and that is uh, uh, largely in part due to Canva, the ease of that. And then anything that I can re recreate or reutilize something that you've created the, the, the bones to it, the structure for me, yeah, I can edit and update all things all day long, but to create something from nothing. Like when I see what you, you do with the, the magazines and, and all the layout and all the crap, like there, I don't even know where to begin with something like that. It doesn't even sound like fun to me. It sounds like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> well, and using tools like Canva is, is really nice because they have so many templates built in there that you can kind of find something that's a good starting point. We have another uh, episode that we did about never starting from zero. And that's what that is all about is that you don't really have to ever start with a blank page. And even when I'm doing things like magazines, I have like this little bin that's full of magazines. I think Sean's been trying to get me to throw it away forever, but it's full of magazines and brochures and different things that I like because then I can go back and reference those to get ideas. You're talking about the physical Yes, I actually. When was the last time you opened that and looked in there? Uh, not that long ago. I know where it's at. <laughs> I have to hide it because Sean wants cow. to throw it away. It because there's there's things that people do that I'm like, wow, like that would really look good in like this position. You have to have those kind of ideas and inspiration things to to get you started sometimes, and it's totally okay to use things like that. That's funny. Well, in general, it's easier to adjust something that's already been created than to try to think of something from scratch. Absolutely. So I have, I think I have six things that are super important for anybody designing anything, even if you are not a designer, even if you are not technical or do not think that you're artistic at all, these tips are gonna make it so that you can totally design things that look really nice. 
And the first one is consistency. And so this pretty much is a consistency within the other things that you already have. If something is being designed for your business, you want it to actually look like your business. I don't know how many times that we look at a business's marketing, whether we're gonna work with them or you know, we're just taking a look, and they have like five different logos like it dry, that don't even look anything alike. Like you really wanna stick with, and I don't even care, pick the ugly logo. Like I don't even care which one you pick, but pick one and make sure that that is the one that's, that you use so that you have a consistent look through everything that you do. What I think happens a lot of times, and at least what I've seen personally, is that they aren't necessarily their logo, uh, but what would it be, uh, like um, stock art? What, what is that? The clip art. Clip art is what I'm trying to I think it's just a whole lot of different clip art that they've used, uh, and they're just they're putting it there and putting it here, and, and there's no cohesiveness with it. It's just whatever they did at the time. So they'd be better off to not use, you know, the logo in, at all and just have a, a particular font of the name of the business and just use that everywhere instead of having all the clip art. that. Well, it, even if you just want to use a piece of clip art that, like, represents your business, just, then just use, use the that same one. one yeah, right. Yeah. And whenever we design things for, um, whenever we do branding or logos for businesses, I always do a like a square version of a logo and a horizontal version of a logo. So that way it's the same logo, but it's just a different version of it so that it can be used in different ways. Because I can understand that like sometimes you get into a bind where you know, people have logos or clip art or whatever it is they're using with a white background. And so they'll slam it on any photo or put it on anything where it doesn't end up looking nice. So they'll grab something else that maybe would look better. But if you had things just a little bit properly designed to start off with and had all those different versions that you could use, then, you know, that definitely is going to be best. But if you don't have those, just pick one and roll with it and roll with it on everything, on everything you're printing, on everything that's online, stick with the same logo. And that also goes with style and colors. Like if your thing is pink and cursive, then go pink and cursive with the things that you do and kind of just figure out what your colors are and what your fonts are. A little bit of variety of these is okay. It does give a little bit of visual interest, but for the most part, you want to stay consistent. Do you have anything else to add, Sean? Uh, on consistency? Yeah. No. Uh, most of it is just that it's, it, like, there's a, I tell you all the time, every time I see it, that, that roofing, that, that roofing uh, layout of the logo. Sean hates like, it. Everybody and their mom has that damn logo, but, you know, the thing is, is that is their only logo. So, I mean, I've never seen it as uh, one of multiple so, I mean, even though it's a, a common thing, it, like it, it is the one they did, that they dedicated for their business. So I would just say. I think that's okay if people use, I think it's okay if people use similar or the same things. There's only, you know, so many things out there that you don't have to go something crazy. I would rather them, a roofing company, use a roof or a, a part of a house that maybe is very similar to other people's logos than to go all weird where nobody knows what the hell business you have, you know. Uh, and that is one of the other things that I have is legibility and readability. It also has to make sense. Like when you try to be too clever or too funny or too, and people do that, and it just, you're better off being, you know, clear. Your message, what you're trying to say has to be clear. Don't leave people guessing or trying to figure out what's going on. Clear is always going to be better. Yeah, where you got like some um, animated character in a weird position to make a letter that 
is how it completes the whole word. You're like, what the hell is that? Is it an R? Is it an L? Like, or they take off the first word and they're just trying to like figure out what the word is because the first letter is made out of flowers or something. Like, it's cute and it's funny and and you know all that kind of stuff. But really, whatever you're doing, things have to be legible. And I know Sean's talked about this a couple of times. There's a few things that he shows me every time somebody puts these things out that you they are putting out like an invitation or like a post on social media and they put all of the words on top of a picture. And it makes it very, very hard to read. Like if people can't read easily what you're putting out, like they're just gonna ignore it. And if you're spending the time to design something for your business, for an event that you have, you really want it as easy as possible for people to consume. We always talk about like the picture could be the star of the show that like grabs people in. But if you take the entire picture and put text over the entire thing, nobody can see the picture anymore. It doesn't look cool anymore. It's not gonna draw people in. And now you've made the text so dang hard to read that nobody's gonna read it. And if you are a business that has older clients, I mean older like maybe like in their 70s or or whatnot, people that it's, it's harder for them to read that, that you wanna make sure that it's easy for them to do. If you have a like younger, younger people, you probably don't wanna go in cursive because these kids can't read cursive very well. You, know, say, yeah. you have to figure out what your audience is, not who you are. Just because you like some font or you like something doesn't mean that that's the best thing that you should be using because you really wanna make sure that your message that your logo, the name of your business, the numbers on your phone number, like there are some beautiful fonts that have really cool numbers, but don't put that on your vehicle because people can't figure out what the damn numbers are. Is it a one? Is it a seven? <laughs> like legibility is super important. Yeah, some of the fonts are really what gets some of these people because they, they get caught up on, you know, if, it, if it's just a font and you're looking at it on a piece of paper, you know, within arm's reach and you're like oh that looks cool but when you start putting it in different perspectives you know small on a phone on a website or big on the side of a car like it 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 doesn't work the font just it it's awful and a lot of times it's the ones where they get caught up on the you know the the frilly one you know fancy looking fonts which uh you know they're they're they look cool, but they, they don't actually, they're, they're probably not the best font to use when you're trying to get people to be able to see what it is you're wanting them to see. So when I design things, um, and that's why Canva is really nice is because it's really easy to do this, is that I take it at, you know, whatever size I'm trying to work at it in, and then I make it really small to see if I can still read it. Because sometimes it's easy when you're looking at something at the size that you're working at it, you don't really see it how it's gonna be used. So you can't really tell. So if you take whatever you're designing and make it really small, as if somebody's looking at it on a phone, because that can be really small. A logo needs to be on the top of a website on a computer or on a, on a screen like that is gonna be really small or whatever it's gonna be for your um, profile picture on like social media, like somebody's trying to stick a logo in there. A lot of times it's not, like you gotta see what it's gonna look like at that size. If you're gonna be printing something, it's a good idea to print it out on actual paper and see what it looks like, because it looks different sometimes on paper than it does on the screen because you don't, you don't get that same feel for how big something is. And so that can help you see if it's, it's gonna be legible or not. Thin fonts are another one. Um, even just ones that are very like um, modern and thin get really hard to read, especially if they are on maybe a white background with a really light gray. Uh, we talked about before um, the font that my gym uses, they put out workouts for us that we can follow and that we can tag along 
um, like the weights that we do, but we don't like using it because it's a white background and the font is so thin and it's light gray on white, it's so hard to read that like we don't even use it. So you really have to, you, whatever it is that you're designing, like you really have to make sure that it's legible and that people can read it. Yes, all right. Uh, the next one I have for you is less is more. And Sean, you already said less is more. <laughs> you're talking about logos, less is more, right? Yeah, I mean, just in general too, like everybody, they wanna, they wanna stick absolutely everything on, let's say their business card. Everything the business does, like all they need is obviously the name, the name of the person, contact information, and maybe like a tagline or something like that. Uh, you know, depending on the business, maybe a couple services or something. But if your business has, you know, 30 different services, I highly suggest you do not list, list every single one of them on your card. Like, get them to go to your website and, and learn more about you. You just enough to be intriguing, not overwhelming. Absolutely. So one thing with less is more is putting way too much information, especially in a small area. Another thing is people trying to use way too many colors or way too many fonts. Like colors should be two or three. Um, you know, and if, if you're getting into three, that is probably more of like a background color or a very, very secondary color, like a highlight type color. You do not need to put the rainbow on there. You do not need to use every color that's your favorite. Um, less with color is always going to be more, and you probably want one dominant and then maybe one like accent color. Um, fonts are the same way. Like two fonts is enough for probably anything that you design. Um, and fonts have different weights, they have italics. So there's ways that you can use the same font, but use it in a way that there is a little bit of variety in there, um, but you don't need 10 fonts and you don't need the cursive font and you don't need the cursive plus the handwritten plus the like less, less, less is always gonna look a lot more professional. Um, that's one of the first things that you can tell that somebody that designed it did not know what they were doing by the uh, multitude of fonts and colors that they've used. And font sizes, right? I mean, you're only going to need so many font sizes because you only have so much text that should be on there. What happens is they wind up having way too much text on there, and so now you need a ton of different you know, sizes to fit it all on there. Well, and that goes into to my next one that I have here, which is hierarchy. And though you've probably heard all of these other things before, even if you didn't listen to them, <laughs> hierarchy might be one that you haven't heard before, but it's really, really important when you're designing anything. And you have to think that the human mind only has so much time and that we're really great at um, organizing things and we organize things by size. So when you're looking at a business card or you're looking at a website or you're looking at a flyer, whatever's the biggest is where your eye is going to go. That's why generally the headline um, or the hook is what's, what should be the biggest thing, not your logo necessarily. Um, in some cases, maybe that is, but, but whatever's the biggest is where your eye is going to go. And then another thing with hierarchy is to group things together. And that's a really good one for a business card. Um, you would want to keep the name with other things that have to do with the name. Like the name is always with the title. So those two things are kind of grouped together. And then the contact information would be in another group. If you just put them all in one line, and they're all exactly spaced apart, then it's really easy not to see them. People want things to be grouped. So it's like, this is this part, this is the next part, this is the last part. So if you always design things with that kind of space in between them and with those kind of grouping, then it always is a lot easier for people to read. 
you do that a little bit. Like I, I've talked to you about some of the things that you've designed, and you, I'm like, you talk to me all the time about it. I keep screwing <laughs> it up. Like I get it. I know. Uh, it's just it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Like if you had a list of three, like if there were three things on um, like a social media graphic, and two of like let's say it was a quote. Who did the quote? And then your website, um, your website name, right? You would put the quote and the website or the, and the person that said it together because those two items go together. Your website does not go with that stuff. Right. So you need a space in between there that is bigger than the space between the quote and the author. So it's a way of laying things out in a way that uh, makes everything readable by chunking it together. You want to keep things together in chunks and make sure that things that are uh, bigger are the things that are the most important. Have you seen that um, social media post that says like, you'll read this first and then this and then this. And it's like, haha, you know, told you because that is how your eye goes. It's just how your brain works. So if you can kind of figure that out and get an idea for that. Um, and maybe you can see things that are that are really well designed or things that you really like. You'll start to see that in things of how they're grouping these things that are together. And the thing that goes with that is one of my next one. That is white space. For some reason, when people design things, and I did it too when I first started out, is that they want to use every single bit of the page of the graphic of they everything all the way to the edge no spaces in between everything i do not know why we feel the need at first to fill everything up this is important <laughs> they need to know <laughs> big i'm here yes so in, in hierarchy and in grouping these things together you have to leave some space in between things when you leave this space it it's not reading as like you left something out It's that breathing room that allows things to be grouped together, that allows for hierarchy, that allows for legibility. It allows for you to browse things because a lot of times when we first look at something, we don't read it top to bottom, but we scan the whole thing real quick. Like what's important? What do I need to know? Should I move on or should I slow down and go back? That's why you use headlines. That's why you use um, bullet points, things like that, that that start to put some emphasis and start to group things together and start to show what's most important or more important than something else. And that is why you cannot bold everything. So you're not designing a page of a book. Right. Everything shouldn't look exactly the same like a book. Things should stand out and there should be hierarchy. Um, I have people all the time, they're like, oh, well, you bolded this. Will you bold all that and all that below it? No, because bolding means that this has more emphasis than whatever is not bolded. So if you bold everything, nothing is bolded. <laughs> right. If everything's important, nothing's important. Correct. So you have to uh, you know, use the person's brain that's going to be scanning it and allow them to scan it. And if you start to look at things that you're like, oh, that looks really nice, or oh, I, I went back and looked at stuff, you can start to kind of see these things because I think we're naturally drawn to things that are designed well. And I am not the best designer. There's some graphic design people out there that went to school for graphic design and like this is, and they're amazing and could tell you all of these like super technical terms. 
you know, I've been designing for 20 years. I think I do okay. <laughs> Sean says I do pretty good. Um, but you know, the, the technical words and the, the you know, rule of thirds and like all of these things, like, yes, that, that stuff is there. But like just using some of these tips and the things that you're doing, are, it's just gonna make it so much better. And it's not just gonna make it look better and make you look a little bit more professional. But like we said with a lot of these things, it's actually gonna make your stuff get, get read and it's gonna make it work better for you. Well, it, it will look better. Uh, it'll it'll be more functional, uh, and and really all it is is just understanding you know how to do it. Because w- when you haven't gone to school and you don't know all this stuff, you know yeah you want to put what's important to you, your business stuff, big front and center, and everybody should feel it's just as important as it is to you to them. And it, and the the thing is is it's not. So you have to lay it out in a way that you get your point across without just filling a a page, you know, a graphic full of a bunch of goobly that, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to pay attention to because if it's too much, it's overwhelming and you're, you're going to get passed over. You got to make it intriguing enough that they even slow down enough in the first place to even give it a chance. Because that's the other thing is people assume that if they put it out there, they create this thing, you know, that they think is great. Uh, you know, it's it's big and full of everything that they need to know. The thing is, is no no one's going to look at that. You know, the, the the random people that will, you know, great. But of those people, then they're still not going to get that much farther because it's just it's too much. Uh, and I, I see it, you know, when I when I'm going through on Facebook or whatever, and, and I'll look at stuff and I'm like, every once in a while I see something, I'm like, man, the content is so good, but the delivery is so bad. Yeah, and then I show Tori, I'm like, look at this, it's awful. And it is, it's a bummer because sometimes again, the content is so good or this, it's an event that could be could get so much attention, but it's just, it's, and the biggest thing is it's not readable anymore so many times. Yeah, so I mean, all, all you gotta do, like now that you know this kind of stuff, like look at examples of, of good, things that are designed and you'll you'll see it all you'll see there's hierarchy there's only so many fonts there's only so many uh, text sizes they they all line up there's white space you'll you'll like look at it and you'll see that everything Tori's saying that's what the professional designs look like and the thing is is you don't need to be that professional designer to get to that level you know you, all you got to do is just limit yourself a little bit as far as you know what gets put on there and don't go crazy on stuff uh, and using something like canva it makes it super easy especially if you just use one of their templates that has all that stuff laid out you know there's the white space the the different text sizes and fonts they're all there so you just replace it with with your specific content and you're done i mean you don't even have to think about it at that point absolutely it does make it really easy to do i think i had one other thing that that I notice all the time, and this goes with white space, and that is don't put anything up against the edge. There are times when things, like you can break that rule, um, and that's usually done with like big headers or fancy different things that can go off. But for the most part, like I see a lot of people trying to, because they're trying to fit so many things on to something, is that they put things right up against the edge, which again makes things really hard to read. If you leave a nice border, stay away from the corners, stay away from the edges and leave yourself a nice border across. Think of it like when you're in Word, you know, it automatically puts those margins on there, like because those margins need to be on there. Everything that you start to look at will have like a really good margin on it um, to keep everything kind of where it should be. And Canva does that as well. When you go in there, you'll see when you start hovering over 
the, the text or whatever, it'll put this, I think it's pink, like a pink border, and it'll show you these various borders around the, the graphic that you're designing to tell you, like, line it up and keep it in there, and it'll keep it the same all the way around. Yeah, tools like that, too. Uh, really nice that it helps you uh, align things, like if you wanted everything aligned to the left or to the right or what the center is. Um, so it's not like you're, you're, you have to go in there and, and not you know, uh, have any help with it. Like some of these tools are really great that help non-designers um, design things that look really nice. Canva is, it, it's really an amazing tool. It's easy enough that there should be no excuse to take a picture of some clip art business card and post it as your profile on your business page. And I say that because I saw it today. What was it? It, it was a... It, it's a generic business card of the business, right? So, and it's got the little clip art on the side as their logo, so not a real logo. But instead of creating something for their business page, which great, they have a Facebook business page, they took a photo of the business card, not even lined up or anything, just like snapped a photo of it real quick, and that's the profile picture. You know, and I really understand that people, and it's hard even for me to keep up with what size everything is supposed to be. Like, it, should it, you know, how many pixels by how many pixels, or is it square, or is it not? Canva, you just, like, everything is already in there. If you want a profile pic, like a search profile pic, and it'll give you the exact dimensions. You want to make a, you know, a cover photo for your Facebook page, it'll give you the exact dimensions. Uh, you want a thumbnail for your YouTube, I mean, you just type it in, and it's already in there, so you don't, because you don't know how many times I've had to in the past, you know, 15 years, Google every single time because they change it. And Canva already has it all built in there. So then you would know that, you know, a profile picture is a square and not, you know, and then you can use it. And, and again, templates in there. So you don't have to start with zero. It just makes things so much easier. Yep. It does. So even if you are not a designer, you can design things that look really great, that look professional and get your business noticed. Um, again, uh, Sean went over a couple of them, you know, white space and hierarchy so that things are really readable. You always want everything to be legible. Stay away from too many fonts and too many colors. You want things to be simple because less is always going to be more so that people can actually read it. And uh, consistency. You want things to be consistent with your brand so that when someone sees you over here and they see you over here, they realize that you are the same person because that is very important to get people to know, like, and trust your business because when people know, like, and trust you, they not only buy from you, but they buy from you again and they refer you and they review you. And that's what you want. That's how you grow your business. For sure. So if you like this video, we would appreciate it if you would share it with somebody that could use this information and we will see you on the next one. Thanks. Uh -huh. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to besmartal.com.